0: Welcome to This is Growth, the podcast where we chat to incredible people about how they built and are building successful careers in technology. Today, we will talk to Shona Tuli. She is a director in the HubSpot sales team. She also has been in HubSpot for nearly 10 years and has had a fantastic career, and I'm excited that she's going to get shared. This podcast is packed with wisdom, but what I love most about our conversation was learning how goal-oriented Shona is and how she sets bold short-term and long-term goals and just executes to achieve them. It's super inspiring. It's also amazing to hear how she creates harmony in her life by creating clear boundaries between work time and family time. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Hi Shona, it's so great to have you here, how are you?
1: I'm great Daphne, really excited to be here, thanks for inviting
0: me. I start this podcast always asking people to give us their story, their career journey. So can you do a rundown for us of how did you end up leading the sales team in HubSpot?
1: Sure, uh, very happy to. Uh, how far do you want me to go back?
0: I think maybe go back to your educational background. Tell Mm -hmm. us like what what you graduated in and then how you got into your first serious job. Okay,
1: perfect. So when I went to university, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, So my mum gave me great guidance to do something very sensible that would give me a good baseline for uh, having options after college. So I went and did the BCom degree in UCD, which was a business degree. And I specialized in marketing. And from that, it was a three-year degree. I had the opportunity to do an internship with Ernst & Young and the Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year programme. Uh, So that was, I suppose, my first venture into the real world. I actually had a master's that I got accepted for in Smurfit, but my boss in the Entrepreneur of the Year program, uh, he recommended that I stay there and I would have far more life and business learning uh, through working with CEOs on a day-to-day basis and entrepreneurs than I'd ever get at university. So he sold me. Uh, He was a great salesman. I stayed with the Entrepreneur of the Year program for a few years, and I think it gave me the biggest learning opportunities at quite a young age of one working with really senior executives and two I was interviewing these senior executives on a daily weekly monthly basis and I was learning about their businesses where they went right where they went wrong and how they set up the businesses where they got their inspiration and ideas from so I got a really good understanding of how businesses work Um, and where they fail as well as where they succeed. So that was a really great education for me. um, And I think that was a great baseline, you know, as he promised it would be for me to open up my career. And from there, one of the CEOs, Terry Clune, who runs taxback.com, many people know of it. He recommended that I come work with him uh, for a an education project that he was running and I ended up working for him actually in a sales role um, for selling international payment solutions. Uh, so he was the first person who said I thought you'd be great in sales and you know here's a, here's a job let's, let's go do it. Um, the difference in tax back at the time was I was the first person in that role doing that role so there wasn't really any coaching or training in that role it was a little bit figure it out and uh, for me I suppose it pushed me to figure out how to sell and it pushed me to identify, was this, you know, the right career move for me? And I think it's where I fell in love with sales um, for the first time. And from there, I realized that the big opportunities were in tech. Um, I was fairly financially motivated at that point in time in my life. Wanted to buy a house and do all of these uh, fun things. So I decided to start to scope out the tech companies. I knew the education and training was fantastic. And HubSpot in particular had a great rec- a great reputation for coaching and for training salespeople. So I got one of the first roles here in Dublin, in HubSpot. Um, So it was myself, Aidan O'Leary, who's still here, and um, two other salespeople who joined the team. And there were 12 of us actually in HubSpot in, in Dublin that were hired in that first round. A few of them are still here, which is great. And that gave me all of the education and coaching that I needed to become a really good salesperson. So that's where I really honed my skills was that first year I think in HubSpot was um, the time that I had the most development in terms of my sales skill set and it was was an incredible opportunity to work with people like G2 directly, um, to work with people like Ryan Ball directly and then from there Ryan and G2 asked me to take on uh, the first direct sales manager role Uh, So I took that role on, uh, had an amazing team of uh, reps at that point in time across uh, UKI and uh, then more recently moved into the sales director role here.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Well, it's amazing from the very start, what an opportunity that you had to work with CEOs learning about their business. It takes so much for some people to get access to that and it's just fantastic that you got that as your door into into the business world um, and also the opportunity right that I was handed to you somebody said I think you'd be good at sales like how often does that happen to somebody that you get tapped for something so that's that's awesome. Um, Shona it sounds like you've had a incredible growth journey over the last uh, couple of years tell us what does growth mean to you?
1: yeah, it's an interesting question. there's there's so many angles you can go with this. Um, I think for me, it's every day looking for a new experience or a new challenge or the opportunity to learn something new. Um I think you can look across it in multiple different ways. I, I certainly do. I look at it from a professional um, perspective, professional and career growth. I look at it from a personal perspective and also relationships as, as well. And it ties very much into your personal goals and certainly does to mine. Um, if I'm kind of working on growing in each of those areas, I, I should be both happier and more successful in each of those.
0: Great. Yeah, I think learning comes comes very often in those conversations of growth and how, how important it is to feel like you're continuously learning. Um, I know that there are a lot of people out there that are still trying to figure out what they want to do in their careers. You mentioned that when you went to college, you didn't know what you wanted to do. Um, Did you, once you started working in sales, were you then set? Did you know that that was the path for you?
1: Definitely. I think I had no exposure to sales growing up, so I didn't really realize that sales was a career path or option. I almost didn't know it existed outside of um, you know, car sales and insurance sales and, and some of the more old fashioned um, roles that would have been out there. And when I started in sales, I really got an energy and a buzz and a, and a passion from it that I just didn't know could exist um, from from work. And then it had also that coupled with the opportunity to earn well. Um, I think it definitely lit a fire under me. And I know that whatever I do in life, it's going to be something connected to sales from here on in. I could never see myself shifting
0: to a different uh, career path Um, will certainly be tied into sales for life. Wow. That's great. It's great to fall in love with something uh, and know that that is your path and and find your vocation. So that's really cool. You talked about um, the the HubSpot specifically was offering like this great program to help you upskill as a salesperson. Apart from that piece of formal learning, anything else after your degree? Did you do any other courses? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did a couple of different courses. So I've done public speaking courses back in the day. Uh, Communication is something I always need to work on. Definitely a growth area for me still. I did the Oxford High Performance Leadership Programme. Um, I think I was about two years in management at that point in time and it was an amazing opportunity to go to Oxford for a week. You live live over there um, with all of your peers and colleagues on the course um, so you see each other for breakfast, you see each other for uh, the nightlife afterwards and get to know mm-hmm. each other really well and there were an amazing group of leaders across different industries there uh, where we did case studies together as well as formal lectures together and, and definitely one I highly recommend. Uh, I'm doing currently doing the TLC Leadership Consortium um, which is a mix between coaching and uh, leadership development. Again, it's led from the US and is sponsored here by HubSpot, which is which is incredible. Uh, just kicking that off, so I can't uh, share too much light on that one yet. And I also did then uh, the Harvard um, Executive Communication course as well about... Three or four years ago, and again, that was on site over in Harvard, and was a really great opportunity to practice executive presence and executive communication. Um, and again, a really amazing group of peers and colleagues on that course who I got to learn from. I would definitely prioritize both that formal learning as well as in-role learning. I do think I probably have gotten more from in-role learning and learning from amazing people around me over the duration of my career it's probably taken more weight I think um, but those external learning, learning environments have been so beneficial to just take a pause outside of the day-to-day role step outside of the world of sales I think is very important we live in our own bubbles sometimes and take a step outside of HubSpot and then be able to bring back some of that knowledge and experience into the company.
0: Yeah, a lot of when we think about growing in our careers, the longer we stay inside the company, the more insular we can become, right? And everything, for example, is now HubSpot, and you know the HubSpot ways and frameworks and methodologies, and having that exposure to the outside world and seeing how other people do it is is so valuable. So it's amazing to hear that you're you're working on those, um, Shona. I mean, when you tell your story, it sounds like everything just happened for you, right? But were there any parts of this journey where you stumbled, where you failed, where things didn't work the way that you hoped? Uh,
1: definitely. Lots. I could go through a whole podcast on on those. And Mm -hmm. I know I've shared a few of them with the uh, women in sales group here at HubSpot as well. I think overall, I've been very fortunate um, in my career and the opportunities that have been there for me. So I definitely reflect on that really positively. I would say a couple of the big learning curves for me, the first one being when I moved into management for the first time, I think the first six months as a manager were extremely difficult. Um, my eyes were not open stepping into the role. I certainly had not done enough enough research on what a sales manager role was day to day versus what I simply saw sales managers do. They do a lot more behind the closed doors mm-hmm. uh, than, than I realized. So that first six months for me, I really fell deep into micromanagement. And obviously micromanagement is not how we should lead. Um, and it was a big challenge for me. So I was trying to help my reps succeed so much and so passionately that I literally was getting into the weeds and the detail of every deal, of every call, of every email to the level that it's not supportive and it's not a growth environment and it's not a coaching-led environment. Um, So it definitely caused some challenges at the beginning for me to build trust with my team. Um, So that was a huge learning curve. I reached out to a couple of the leaders in the organization to ask them how could I work on this? How can I develop it? And, um, I got lots of great advice from people like G2 and Andrew Quinn and people like Declan, who used to work here on our leadership team. And it was again, amazing supportive environment. I think that's what I love about HubSpot is that everyone knows that we all have challenges. We all have struggles. We all have things we need to learn and develop. And I can very comfortably ask for help here. Um, which is uh, again, one of the areas that helps us to, to grow
0: yeah that is um it's so so important to be able to put your hand up and say i'm struggling with this can can other people help me and not everybody has an environment that they can do that or that they feel comfortable so i'm definitely very thankful for working in a company like hubspot that prioritizes psychological safety and thinks about growth in the way that we do um you talked about talking to people right getting asking questions to g2 asking questions to the leadership team in hubspot um do you have a coach that you work with i don't have a coach um i have worked with coaches in the past
1: so i've certainly worked got lots of coaching internally from managers and leaders and i've worked with lots of mentors over the year so i would i would always prioritize connecting with people who are successful in the role I'm in or the role ahead of me and spending time with them in people in Australia, in the US office, um, uh, in rep level, in senior level, so that I'm always learning and I'm always getting... So as coaching and assistance. Um, people like Michelle Benfer have been incredible. I do meet with her really regularly. I did some coaching with Jasper Walsh, who's an external coach um, at the start of last year. And I will be doing some coaching with the TLC programme mm. over the rest of this year. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, anytime I've done it, it has been great. I think taking the time for coaching means that you're able to truly reflect on what's going on in your organization at the moment you're taking time for your own development and it's important to carve that out um so it has happened at different points in my career but i don't do it on a monthly basis for example
0: yeah i can't have this conversation with you without actually mentioning and thanking you for coaching me through my interviews to senior management I mean when we talk about coaching that there's a formal relationship but there's also an informal relationship where as you said you reach out to people and you say you know I'm going through this thing can you help me out so thank you Shauna so much for for helping me oh no
1: problem as I said I've had so much help from people over the years and I still get so much support from people across the organization and it's a cycle in a circle So Mm. we should always be there to help coach and support and mentor people. And equally, um, we know that that will be paid back in in dividends along the way. But we have a great female group in HubSpot that I think are very supportive for each other, both in leadership, women in sales, in in services and across the organization. And I love to see that, you know, females in in the organization and the tech space sticking together and supporting each other. Mm. And I think it's very, very important for us all as we progress in careers
0: yeah so now that we're talking about being a woman in the workplace you are super successful and i know you also have a family outside of hubspot mm-hmm. so how do you juggle how do, do you juggle everything did you ever have worries about you know priorities between work and family
1: um, definitely. I have always got that same struggle that a lot of people speak to, which is you, you want to be at your optimum performance in work and you want to be at your optimum performance at home. And sometimes they are, you know, clashing against each other at different points in time. Um so it's definitely always striving to achieve balance. I have two gorgeous girls at home, and um, they're two and four, and I've been amazingly supportive over supported. Since I've had kids at HubSpot, and I do think that support and work again has helped me. So I think a few things along the lines of having very clear barriers of what is work time and what is personal time is very important. So after my first baby I came back from mat Leave and I joined the CGS team, which was a customer sales team here at the time at HubSpot. I had an incredible team at that point in time and I used to finish up at half four every day to go pick up the kids from Crash. So the team used to refer refer to 4 30 as Emma time and they would never come and ask me a question at that time of the day. Uh, they would always be pushing me and encouraging me to get out of the office on time. So I loved that support that I felt from them, that they prioritized that time for me too. And that felt really special to know that they saw how important it was. Um, So I would block it off in the calendar, ensure that every day, you know, from the moment I pick them up from crash at five, right through until eight o'clock when they go to bed, that's their time. It's family time. There's, you know, no phone, no email, unless it's a couple of approvals at the end of the month. Um, I stay away from the laptop and I get to spend amazing time and quality time with them. And if there's something that's a real priority from a work perspective, I'll log back in and I have that flexibility to do so, to log back in after eight to wrap up um, something that I need to do. So finishing up that few minutes early each day for me makes a big difference and I can make up that few minutes in in the evening time if I need to.
0: Yeah. And have you found that with um, the pandemic, COVID, working from home, like has that improved your balance with family life or has that compromised that balance
1: oh it's really improved it it's incredible so now we don't have to leave the house until half past eight in the morning with them because i we walk them to creche we get back to the house still back at the house before nine o'clock for work to kick off so we get extra quality time with them whether it's a quick detour to the park or just a bit of extra play time in the morning we feel like we get quality time in the morning now that we never got before it was always a rush out of the house Mm. to get to creche to get the bus, to get into the office, and uh, it's definitely changed things for the positive. Also, obviously, in the in the evening time, I'm really close now to the crash to pick them up um, on time. I have more time with them again in the evening that I can pick them up bang on five o'clock, whereas it used to be half five, quarter to six, um, so it gives me that extra half hour to 45 minutes a day with them. Again, to do something in the afternoon, the afternoon or the evening instead of simply getting home and cooking dinner and going to bed so getting that extra time together i do think is really special and and really unique and it works for me just coming to the office maybe one day a week is a perfect balance i get everything that's fun in the office i get to see people i get the excitement and the buzz and the culture from the office but i also get that special time with family
0: yeah and Thinking back to, you know, before you had kids and maybe when you were preparing for your maternity leave, did you worry about, you know, your career prospects or what might happen to your role? Was that in your mind at all?
1: It actually wasn't in my mind at all because I have always seen in HubSpot but ever since I started here, I was able to see how supported I was. And I, I never really saw a difference between me being a female in sales and being Being next to you know numerous males in sales, I didn't see there was a difference in our opportunity, um, and I didn't see if there was any difference in the support. So I knew that when I came back, they would value my family balance as much as I did. Um, I definitely was nervous myself about how I would manage it all because I would have put everything into work, and sometimes that meant extra hours, and I knew I wouldn't have that extra time. Mm -hmm. So I needed to focus on getting really hyper productive and focus on prioritization. And part of that ended up being how would I prioritize saying no to certain projects? I was always the yes person. I would get involved in everything that was happening. I would offer to support any projects or initiatives or extracurricular stuff. And I did need to start prioritizing that more. And that was, I suppose, something that needed to be learned. It wasn't my Mm. natural state. I loved getting involved in things, but I definitely had to prioritize say no and also maybe couple sessions where multiple people wanted to talk about the same topic. I'd group those and prioritize them into, you know, one session where three people wanted to learn about moving into management in HubSpot and um, bringing that all together into one meeting time.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you became smarter with your time, which Mm -hmm. is definitely something we can all learn from. Um, Shona, to move us on to a different topic. um, When you look back at your career, What were the things, maybe one or two things that most helped you uh, grow and progress in in sales and tech?
1: I think taking ownership was something I was always good at. So that was something that was instilled in me from a very young age, from, from my parents and background. And taking ownership for your own growth, your own development, your role, your deliverables, especially in sales, I think it was something that really stood to me over the years. Um, It's very easy to blame circumstance or things around us if something goes wrong or if we're not achieving. And um, it was something that I would always look, first of all, back to, Okay, what can I do? What can I change? What can I influence? How can I improve? And it did help me to grow faster and it definitely helped me in my career path. I definitely see the difference between kind of our amazing team here that Take ownership in their career and how they develop and the speed at which they develop um, is is incredible and I, I would definitely recommend that to to everyone. Uh, first of all, let's do some self analysis and understand you know what can we control that is going to help us to get to the next level or to get more productive or to reach that next goal. And um, we should never be reliant on other people to do that for us. Um, I think goal setting was a big one for me as well. I was always a huge goal setter, whether it was back when I started as I said it was very financially driven I wanted to buy a house so I lived by spreadsheets that calculated every dollar (laughs) of commission I would make for every uh, every sale I brought through and and that really helped motivate me um I set a goal of buying my own diamond ring for the first year in HubSpot and I think the house was the second year and having those tangible goals and breaking them down it just works really well for me personally. Um, nowadays, it's kind of gone the other route. It's My goal is that work-life balance and getting more family time so I can get more efficient with my work time. So a very different goal now. But again, that goal truly drives me and it's something that I always come back to on a regular basis. So I'm definitely driven by goal setting and, and mapping things out. Um, and I do feel that for the majority of people, if you have a very clear goal um, that you can articulate and, and map, then, you know, there's so many people in here that can help you to build that plan to make sure that you succeed at it. And um, I love to see and help people to do that as well.
0: Yeah. And when do you set this goal? Is this something that you start your year? Is it like a new year's resolution or is any time of the year is a good time for you to to set that goal?
1: Yeah, any time of the year, I think, is a good time to do it. My most recent one was getting back into fitness and exercise and getting accountability to that, to that which I'm now doing regularly again. It took some time to get going. Um, my current goal at the moment in terms of getting work-life a balance, you know, really, really tight, getting lots more personal time with the kids is my shorter term goal, I suppose, that um, I'm working on. And I know I'm already seeing improvements on that, which is great. So I'm getting amazing time with them. And then I I'm already planning, you know, retirement and financially what I need to do for that. And that's much longer term because I feel that's something I need to own now if I want to retire early, which I do and, you know, enjoy those uh, future years. So I'm not a January planner. Um, I tend to reflect on it maybe in a, a more regular cadence.
0: Yeah, great. And was there anything that looking back didn't help you or hindered your career growth? I
1: did work with one manager, um, um, a large number of years ago now, uh, in a, in a past company who wasn't a coach and wasn't a trainer. Um, and it was very much, there's your role, there's your targets, go do it. It definitely wasn't helpful in that role. It wasn't helpful to get onboarded. It wasn't helpful to achieve results or targets. But I suppose what it did instill in me is that figure it out factor, the problem solving. It really helped me build that muscle so that, again, that ownership I needed to get the job done whether I was being coached or trained or not I still had the targets I still needed to deliver in my role and I figured out my path to do it and that's definitely stood to me over time so I would say it wasn't very helpful at the time it was certainly a hindrance um, but now it's probably something I'm grateful of the learning opportunity that it gave me back then
0: yeah with those challenges sometimes sink or swim right you're thrown in and you just have to figure it out so it sounds sounds like it was a great learning opportunity um Shona did you have any limiting beliefs uh as you as you move towards um your different goals yes I
1: suppose I did um communication has always been something that I struggle with. Maybe it's more of a competency or skill rather than a a limiting belief. Um, So that's something that has held me back. I would always be nervous to say yes to um, certain things that I'm asked to do, whether it's a podcast like this, (laughs) (laughs) whether it's a big presentation, uh, whether it's doing something on video, it's it's something I would always shy away from. And the other one I think for, for me is just I'm always concerned about being the leader that the team deserves to have. So um, there's always that question of, am I doing the right thing? Is it, um, am I being the best that I can be to help other people? And that would consistently go through my mind. Um, It's something that I have to suppress uh, at times. And what I've realized that I need to do is celebrate the wins uh, from that perspective. So you can't do everything for your team. You can't um, be the best leader across the board and have the best companies competency and skill set across the board but reflecting on where you've come from and where you are and seeing how you've helped other people improve or progress help the numbers progress help people develop in their skills reach their personal goals actually taking time to reflect on that you know once or twice a year helps to give me a little bit of confidence in that moving forward that you know we have made progress we have seen successes here and um, it's something I would definitely recommend everyone does if they're in a leadership role especially in the hard times it can be really difficult to see where you've made an impact or if you're doing anything right on a day-by-day basis but taking that time to reflect on the wins and with your team is just so important and I think oftentimes you'll really surprise yourself on the impact that you've had on people um, so that's that's one that would always be still on my mind on a daily basis and will, will always, I suppose, be a, a niggle that's at the back of the mind is, are you really being the best leader you can be for the team that you have and the people around you?
0: Yeah, it, it almost seems like it's a good thing to have, right? Like if you have that question, you don't settle you continue to strive to be better every day to reflect on what you do so as long as it doesn't cripple you i suppose Mm -hmm. with the insecurity that it could bring it sounds like it's something that that makes you a better leader every day um shana you also talked about you know um financial goals that you had the diamond ring the house you know the the yearning for um, for earning more so talk to me about compensation it sounds like it's obviously an important thing as you moved in your career what was your philosophy around this like was compensation always top of mind and where did it rank in the many things we look at when we look at a job opportunity
1: Yes, it um, it definitely ranked really strongly for me, but ha- has taken a different ranking at different phases of life. So when I was moving from traditional sales into tech sales, I took a lateral move. So there was no salary increase at that point in time. I suppose there was a salary decrease because my commissions were were quite high in the last role, and I needed to rank ramp back up my commissions in um, this role. And When I moved at that point in time, I was very happy taking that lateral move because, again, I knew the investment HubSpot was going to put into me as a sales rep. And I knew at the end of that period of time, I was going to be a much higher performing sales rep, which would give me that capacity to earn more and grow. Um, But finance was absolutely a big topic for me and a a big motivator for me. That lateral move um, was probably the only maybe downturn in salary that I that I took because obviously I've seen career progression in HubSpot since but I think it was a really important to weigh up what was the right role for me, what was the future uh, career I wanted to have and I was very sure it was in tech sales so I was quite happy to take that at that point in life. I also didn't have kids or a mortgage back then so I it was easier to take a salary cut um, at that point in time than it would be now for example In terms of does it drive me and does it motivate me, uh, compensation is really important to me. So I'm definitely somebody who looks at the metrics and targets, not just as a goal for the business. It is, and I would strive after every business goal that is there to make sure that we succeed and deliver to HubSpot and to our uh, stakeholders and our shareholders, Um, but equally it drives me from a motivational perspective because if I think about early retirement, every you know increased paycheck or um, bonus that I would receive, it ties into extra time that I'm going to have in the future with my kids by getting to retire early. So I really connect those two: the financial earnings and earning growth with. Kind of my retirement plan which sounds a little bit crazy at, at this age in my 30s um, but those two elements are very very closely connected and again I'm, I'm very bought into that long-term plan of early retirement so I am very bought into um, my financial earnings and how I can achieve them. Sales is an amazing place to be because you do own your um, development you kind of own what you take home in a sales role so mm-hmm. it's a, a unique position that we're in in sales and one that's uh, really special I think.
0: Yeah, that, that's a great way to look at it. I mean, like when you think about the how how everything connects, right? The company goal and then your personal goals and even the vision that you have for yourself in 10, 15 years, maybe less depending on how well you're doing on your retirement plan. It's, it's fantastic to feel that motivation coming to work. Even before you come through the door, you already feel that drive and that motivation to achieve more. And it gives everything you do a meaning in and in a very different one not just to do the right thing by hubspot our customers our shareholders but to do it for you and your family which i think it's yeah it's fantastic um Shona, sales is not easy. I mean, like it's it's an area of a lot of opportunity, as you said, but a lot of risk as well. And I think that kind of scares uh, scares a few people. What keeps you motivated when, you know, times are difficult or there's a little bit more stress in your everyday?
1: Yeah, I, um, I love, I wouldn't say the stress, but I do love the monthly quotas. Uh, I love that cycle. I love in sales that, you know, we have, um, I wouldn't call it risk as such. Uh, we have an amazing process in terms of the process that we follow to be successful. If people follow it majority of time, they have an amazing successful career here. So, um, it's definitely not too risky. If anyone was interested in a move into sales at mm-hmm. HubSpot, you know, it's definitely not a risky place to be as long as you're a process or uh, oriented person, an organized person and inquisitive and open to coaching, so. I think for me um the risk factor doesn't bother me. It never really has because I always take ownership on kind of what we're going to get done and I feel confident that we have the right resources here to um, to be successful. And you know to go back to what keeps me motivated then in the space. I think what keeps me motivated when things are difficult is I have a fairly positive mindset, so even though we do hit tough times, there's definitely times in every job when things are harder. I try to look at the positives. I try to look at the opportunity. I try to look at you know what um, what the good things about our, the day are. Like, is there one really great thing I can do today that's going to excite me or something that I can succeed in or someone I can help? Um, I think that's what motivates me is those smaller moments. If we look at the big picture in a tough time, it can sometimes be difficult um, and it can sometimes compound that, um, that feeling. And for me, if we look at it in smaller moments and winning that winning in those moments, um, it can make things much easier to deal with. But certainly I'm a real believer that your mindset and the power of your mindset and the way you frame things um, can have such an impact on how you enjoy your day to day. And so even in the hardest of times, I, will up, wake up in the morning and look at how lucky I am and how lucky I am to work in HubSpot, in sales with such an incredible team, with an amazing, you know, family and life. And, and genuinely that reframing of my mindset on a tough day of how lucky I am to have this opportunity or this challenge really helps me to think of it in a different way and then break it down into those smaller moments or smaller wins um, allows me to kind of progress with it and move past it.
0: Yeah gratitude is so important isn't it like taking that moment of pause observing everything that's around you gaining perspective and just being grateful for for what you have and do you ever feel burnout and do you do anything to maybe prevent or, or to help you with that
1: there's definitely times i've taken too much on um, and i don't know if i've ever gotten to the point of full burnout where i've needed to take time off for, for it or anything along those lines But there are times where I've needed to pause and kind of reprioritize my health, my wellness, my mindset versus, you know, continuing down a path of taking on too much. So uh, a few things. I used to do a bit of rock climbing. That was amazing because you're, yeah, you're very much into the moment. You're into whatever the next move is or um, whatever, you know, whatever you're working on at that point in time. I also play piano, which, again, you can only focus in on what you're playing at that time so both of those they completely clear the mind of anything that you can be thinking of because you simply can't think of the two things at the one at the once um, in terms of the other side really obvious one is, is my kids so the moment I'm having a difficult day a difficult time taking a breather with them um, they just remove any stress the moment they jump around and do something silly and go for a dance with them go play in the garden um, act like a child yourself it's by far the easiest way to remove <laughs> stress from your life it's the most fun uh, gives you back so much energy and I definitely feel that I'm, I'm quite lucky to have you know the the two kids in my life. It's amazing, and they give me that that energy and help me to reset anytime I'm anyway stressed. As well as a great hobby at home to to support me on that, and sometimes telling me to go for a walk and, and take my break and you know, take my time back as well, which is amazing.
0: Yeah. That sounds awesome. I don't have kids, but every time I hear people talking about their kids and see their faces lighting up and how much fun it is, I can only imagine. Um, So Shona, I will wrap us up with our last question. I always ask this question to everybody that comes here to the podcast. And what does success mean to you?
1: We've probably covered a couple of these. You could probably answer this for me now. Um, Success for me is... I think in work, it's making sure that everyone in my segment, all of the different reps and managers that roll into our team, that everyone's coming into work and they're feeling that they can be both successful and really happy in their role. And if we can get that consistently across the team, I think we're in an amazing place. And that's going to help us to deliver for customer satisfaction, customer success, it's going to help us to roll up the right numbers, everything will come from that if people are confident that they can be successful and, and happy in the role here. Um, outside of work for me it's time with the kids, um, having family time and uh, time with my parents, that for me is just my biggest priority in life, it's where I get the most energy with family and friends and ensuring I have enough of that um, and working towards having you a know, really healthy and young retirement is, you know, the, the huge success point for, for me, if I can, if I can get there, um, I will be incredibly happy with what my career has provided me. And um, I'm excited for that to come in the future.
0: That's great. Well, Shona, thank you so much for the time and for sharing so open and so vulnerably with us today. Um, with that, I let us go. Thank you. Thanks, Stephanie. Wow, what a great conversation. I really, really loved this one and I hope you did too. If you enjoy this podcast, the best thing you can do is to follow it and subscribe wherever you listen. And don't forget to share it with other people too. So this is it, folks. This is growth.